0: Welcome to Tits and Awesome Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Kirby. And I'm your other host, Liza. I almost said I'm also one of your hosts, Liza. <laughs> I'm Kirby, this is Liza. Okay, <laughs> there we go.
1: So with everything that's been going on in the world we decided that we were going to do a couple uh, topics on some things. Um, So today we wanted to present to you Roe versus Wade and how it became, um, how abortion laws basically started um, and then we'll go on from there. I'm sure we're going to have commentary in between, though.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we will. For those of you who haven't caught on yet, if you've never watched an episode or listened to an episode of us, we are very left-leaning. Um, I wouldn't really say that we're are, we're just very liberal in a lot of our views. And the Roe vs. Wade is very important to us. Um, what has happened is mm-hmm. absolutely horrific. Um, So if this is not your cup of tea, you go ahead and watch something else, you know, skip this episode, that's fine. But when it comes to a lot of these hot topics, we are going to be covering them, especially the ones that we believe very strongly in. Um, I'm just going to say right now that, you know, human rights are, basic human rights should be a thing and this takes away human rights. Mm Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, yeah. Yeah, so
1: I am going to start and I'll read half of it and then Kirby's going to read the other half. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I will jump in for you. All right. Roe v. Wade was a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States generally protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion. The decision struck down many federal and state abortion laws and fueled an ongoing abortion debate in the U- United States about whether or to what extent abortion should be legal. Who should decide the legitimate? I know, I legality. Know yeah, legality of abortion and what the role or moral and religious views in the political ap- sphere, political sphere, should be. It also shaped debating debate concerning which methods the Supreme Court should use in constitutional adjust adjust oh my gosh that one right there.
0: Adjudication. Adjudication.
1: (laughs) Sometimes I like I'll try I really do try but there ain't no way.
0: I have to sometimes when I'm reading words it's like my my brain and my mouth don't connect very well so I have to, like, stop and, like, really try to, like, focus on what I'm saying or else. I do, that,
1: <laughs> I do that shit in text messages, too. Like, I'll go to type out a word and it's, like, completely different. I'm like, how did I even, why did I type that? That's I not know, what I've I meant I know, I do that it. a
0: lot. I feel bad for making fun of boomers <laughs> all those years now. Like, <laughs> I feel like my texting is turning into one. Like, it's pretty bad. I did text a
1: guy once who was uh, about 30 years older than me. And it was fantastic because his text message always in, like included the old smiley faces with the, the two decimal points in yeah. the Yeah? Yeah, it cracks. Yeah, yeah that's great.
0: But
1: it was really funny. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Back to where we were. Um, the case was brought by Norma McCorvey. Cor-corvey?
0: Um. Yeah, I believe that was the name. McCorvey? Something McCorvey. McCorvey. Like mccorvey Mm -hmm. known by the legal pseudonym
1: jane roe who in 1969 became pregnant with her third child i'm just going to call her roe instead of having to try to say her last name
0: yeah absolutely that's Uh, you know and that's the funny thing about this is Up until recently, I didn't know the history of Roe vs. Wade. I didn't either. I didn't know that there was somebody, there was Norma McCorvey. I knew nothing about her. Mm -hmm. I always wondered why it was Roe vs. Wade, but because we had that luxury of, you know, access to abortions, access to reproductive rights, Mm -hmm. I never looked it up. I I took it for granted and look at where we're at now.
1: Yep. Yeah, I understand that.
0: Um, it says Roe
1: wanted an abortion but lived in Texas where abortion was illegally illegal except when necessary to save a mother's life. Her attorneys Sarah Weddington and Linda Coffey filed a lawsuit on her behalf in the US Federal Court against her local district attorney, Henry Wade, alleging that Texas abortion laws were unconstitutional. A three-judge panel of the U.S. District Court for the Northern Northern District of Texas ruled in her favor and declared the relevant Texas abortion statutes unconditional. I can't talk. Sorry. The parties appealed the ruling to the Supreme Court of the United States. On January 22, 1973, the Supreme Supreme Court issued a 7-2 decision holding that the due process clause of the Fourth. 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution provides a fundamental right to privacy which protects a pregnant woman's right to an abortion. The court also held that the right to abortion is not absolute and must be balanced against the government's interest in protecting women's health and prenatal life. The court resulted these compelling interests by announcing a pregnancy trimester timeable to govern all abortion regulations in the United States. During the first trimester, governments could not regulate abortions at all, except the required except to require that abortions be performed by a licensed physician. During the second trimester, governments could regulate the abortion procedure, but only for the purpose of protecting maternal health and not for protecting fetal life. After visibility, which includes the third trimester of pregnancy and the last few weeks of the second trimester abortions could be regulated and even prohibited but only if the laws provided exceptions for abortion necessary to save the life or the health of the mother the court also classified the right to abortion as fundamental which requires courts to evaluate challenged birth laws under the strict scrutiny almost asked for help (laughs) standards and the most sturgent levels of juror, juror. judicial judicial. Why am
0: I review <laughs> in the United
1: States? The Supreme Court's decision on Roe was among the most controversial, controversial in the U.S. history. Roe was criticized by some of the legal community, including some who who supported abortion rights, and thought that Roe reached the correct result but went about it the wrong way. And some have called the decision a form of, now say that one more time, Judicial. Judicial activism. Others argued that Roe did not go far enough as it was placed within the framework of civil rights rather than the broader human rights. Anti-abortion politics, politicians and activists sought for decades to overrule the decision. Polls consistently showed that the purely, how do you say that one? the plurality, plurality, and a majority, especially in the 21st century, opposed overruling Roe. Despite criticism of Roe, the the Supreme Court reaffirmed its central holding in its 1992 decision, Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Although Casey ruled Roe's trimester time frame and abandoned Roe's, abandoned Roe's strict scrutiny standard in favor of a more... How do you say that one? Malleable. Malleable undue burden test. On June 24, 2022, the Supreme Court overruled Roe, which the majority opinion described as uh emergent or
0: egregiously, egregiously, I believe is how that word is spelled. Hmm. Or pronounced. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. Uh, wrong in Dobbs versus Jackson's
1: Women's Health Organization on the grounds that the US Constitution makes no reference to abortion and was unknown unknown in the US law until Roe. This view was criticized by the dissent opinion and disputed by some law uh, historians who argued and argued that many 21st century rights that are taken for granted such as contraception, interracial marriage, and same-sex marriage are also not explicitly mentioned in the US Constitution. The decision was supported and opposed by the anti-abortion and anti-rights movements respectively and was generally commended by international observers and figures. So that showed a little bit of the history of Roe versus Wade um, and now we're going to get into the background history of abortion laws in the United States. So it gives you a little idea of why It gives you an idea of the laws, but why
0: they made these laws. So, speaking of this, I have to tell you that our editor guy came across a tweet the other day. Was it yesterday or the day before? I don't remember. But I was laughing because it's some of this bullshit that gets passed around and one of it was, that there are women out there who time getting pregnant so that their boobs will swell around their birthdays and then they go get abortions after they take their pictures <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> they get pregnant because they want their boobs to look good in their birthday pictures and then they have they have abortions what so the they fuck? don't have to Who on earth You know what that has to be That has to be a non-female person that is believing that because if it wasn't, or spreading that, if it wasn't, like I don't know how any female person can believe that first of all. Yeah. But there are (sighs) some out there that do, unfortunately. Yes. So, quit believing stupid shit, please. I
1: like the argument of... Well, it's only 1% of rape victims that go in there. And it's like, you know how many of those people that didn't tell anybody because they didn't want to be looked at as, well, this is your fault. You know, so that 1% could be even more if people,
0: women were able to come forward about rapes and not worry. Yeah, there's such a high amount of rapes that go unreported, you know, that do end up in pregnancies that go unreported because it's such a freaking circus for sexual assault victims. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awful because there's so much that's put on the victim as somebody who has gone through it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I I did not have a pregnancy from any sexual assault and or anything like that mm-hmm. no I didn't have an abortion but as somebody who is a sexual assault victim when I came forward with the things that I went through it was basically it was my fault mm-hmm. and it was well you obviously wanted it yet yeah, no
1: I, I, I didn't wouldn't I wouldn't that. be here right now explaining to you what happened to me if that's what I wanted you know it's like so it takes a lot to come forward about those things um well, let's jump back in this uh according to historian james t moher m-o-h-r more moher, is it more? Mm-hmm. Hmm. there was an earlier acceptance of abortion and oppose opposing opposition okay to abortion including anti-abortion laws only came into being being in the twenty-first or the 21st century the 19th century <laughs> sorry it was not always a crime and was con- generally not illegal until quickening until quickening which occurred between the 4th and 6th month of pregnancy in 1821 Connecticut passed the first state statute legislating abortion in the United States it as you say it forbade forbade the use of position poisonings in abortion. After the ni- 1840s, there was an un- upsurge in abortions. In the 19th century, the medical professionals was generally opposed to abortion, which, Moore argues, it arose due to com- competi- competition. Com- competition between men and medical degrees and women without one, such as Madame I don't know how you would say her name.
0: Trunet. Trunet? Drunette. Drunet. Yeah. Hmm.
1: The practice of abortion was one of the first medical specialties and was practiced by unlicensed people. Well off people had abortions and paid well. The press played a key in rallying support for anti abortion laws. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. According to James S. Witherspoon, a formal briefing attorney for the US or for the S- Court of Appeals for the third Supreme judge, judicial, judici- judicial judicial <laughs> district of of texas abortion was not legal before quickening in 27 out of all 37 states in 1968 1868 1868 <laughs> my brain is going faster than my mouth
0: it is you're good you're good
1: <laughs> by the end of 1883 30 expand led to summary criticism and Dob Dobbs D O B B Dobbs Dobbs Dobbs. No, it, I think there's supposed to be a space there. Oh, okay. Dobbs, yeah, and Dobbs of the 37 gotcha. states, six of the 10 U.S. territories, and the United Kingdom of Hawaii, where abortion had once been common, had codified laws that stricken strict abortions before quickening. More than 10 states allowed pre quickening abortions before the quickening distinction was eliminated. Yeah. By every state that had, every, and every state had anti abortion laws by 1900. According to Leslie J. Reagan, a professor of history and law at the University of Illinois, pre quickening abortions were legal under common law, like in early modern England, and widely accepted in the practice in the early US. In the US, before specific statutes were made against it, abortion was something considered a common law offense, such, such as by William Blackstone and James Wilson. In all states throughout the 19th century and early 20th century, pre abortions were always considered to be actions without lawful purpose. This meant that if the mother died, the individual performing the abortion was guilty of murder. This aspect of common law regarded pre-quickening abortions as a type of—I don't know how to say that word—inca—inca—incaholic, inca- no. incahute, offense. effects, <laughs> maybe negative lib. Liberty rights from common law do not apply in situations caused by consensual or voluntary behavior, which allowed for abortions of fetuses conceived in a contextual manner to be common law offenses. The majority option for Roe v. Wade, uh, authored in Justice Harry Blackmun's name, which later states, that the criminalization of abortion did not have roots in the English common law tradition and was thought to return to the more permission state of pre 1920s abortion law. So
0: if I'm understanding this correctly it was in 1800s abortions were legal but it was only if it was not a consensual conception. Yes. Mm-hmm. If it was non-consensual But here's the thing that's fucked up about all this is because only up until recently Mm -hmm. marital rape became illegal. So all it took was for the man to say it was consensual. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it was pointless for it to be that because, yeah. Wow.
1: Mm, Yeah. i I like, which allowed abortions of fetuses conceived in a consensual... Consensual manner to be common law offenses.
0: So yeah, it, it was it was um, illegal and it mm-hmm. was a crime if you had an abortion unless you could prove that you were raped. And how many women you think were able to prove that? Mm-hmm. I bet it was a big. Fact. I I thought that was the
1: way that it was going to pan out. Is if you were raped, they would. L- allow you to have an abortion, but just like that girl who was in Illinois that had to travel here, she was mm-hmm. ten years
0: old. She, you know, she wasn't ready for a baby, so you're going to force her to have to have one. At yeah, 10? it's disgusting. That's not that's not pro life. That's again, that's pro fetus. If you were pro life, you would understand that a ten year old child should not exactly. have to be put through that. Exactly, should I should not I agree with that. I think that's like in the Guinness Book of World Records, the youngest mother is like six years old she had a baby and it was her uncles or something like that oh my
1: gosh yeah
0: it's disgusting wow yep
1: says rose roscoe who before 1968 posed as a woman seeking an abortion during sting operation of the chicago police department as an undercover officer, she worked to break up illegal abortion rings. One purpose for banning abortions was to preserve the life of the fetus, another was to protect the life of the mother. Another was to create deterrence against future abortions, and another was avoiding injury the mother's ability to have children. Judges did not always distinguish between such purpose between which purpose was more important. Rather than arresting the woman having the abortion, legal officials were more likely to interrogate them to obtain evidence against the individual doing the abortions. This law enforced strategy was a response to jurors which refused to convict women prosecuted for abortion in the 19th century. In 1973, Justice Blackman's opinion stated that the restriction criminal abortion law in effect in a majority of states today of relatively recent vin- vintage. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> By 1971, elective abortion on demand was effectively available in Alaska, California, Hawaii, New York, Washington, and Washington D.C. Some women travel to jur- jurisdictions where it was legal although not all could afford to in 1971 shirley wheeler was charged with manslaughter after florida hospital staff reported her illegal abortion to the police wheeler was one of few women who were prosecuted by their states for abortion she received a sentence of two years probation and as an option under her probation chose to move back to her parents house in north carolina the Playboy Foundation donated 3,500 to her defense fund and the Playboy denounced her prosecution. The Boston Women's Abortion, how do you say that? Coalition. Coalition. Okay, coalition. Raised money and held a rally where attendees listened to speakers from the Women's National Abortion Action Coalition. Her conviction was overturned by the Supreme Court of Florida. Okay, so this is a little bit of history of the case of Ray, Ray, Ray Roe versus Wade. Sarah Weddington recruited Linda Coffee to help her with abortion litigation. Their first plaintiff were a married couple. they They joined after the women heard Coffee give a speech. The intention suit intended suit would state abortions were medically necessary for women. The women had a, neurochemical disorder and it was considered medically necessary that she not give birth or raise children. Yet they did not want to abstain from sex and contraception might fail. The attorneys were concerned about standing since the woman was not pregnant. Weddington later wrote that they needed to find a pregnant Texas woman who who wanted an abortion and also be willing to be a plaintiff. They also wanted to increase the likelihood that the panel selection would help them win in court. They wanted to present their case to three-judge panel, which included a judge they thought would be sympathetic, which was only a possibility by filing a case in Dallas. If either of the two cases they filed in Dallas were assigned favorably, they intended to ask for the other one to be consolidated with it. Consolidated. Consolidated with it. Yeah. yeah, I realize I said it wrong. At first, she was unsuc- unsuccessful in finding a suitable pregnant woman. In June 1969, 21-year-old Norma McCorvey discovered she was pregnant with her third child. Ordinarily, lawyers are not allowed directly to directly solicit clients without any prior relationship. But Mc, I'm just gonna co- call her row But Rose situation qualified for an exception in the no solicitation rule which allows lawyers to solicitate new clients for public interest case. According to a sworn statement made in, 20, in 2003, Roe asked if she had what was needed to be part of the Weddington and Coffees lawsuit. She recounted being told yes, you're white, you're young, pregnant, and you want an abortion. Both Roe's whiteness and her lower s- social class were crucial favors in the attorney's choice to have her as their plaintiff. Rowe recounted that the lawyers asked if she thought abortion should be legal. Roe said she did not know. Weddington told her, it's just a piece of tissue. You just miss your period. This convinced Roe that abortion should be legal. She agreed to let them represent her under the impression that she would be able to eventually get a legal abortion. She smoked an illegal drug and drank wine so she would not have to think about her pregnancy. Roe gave birth to a daughter at Dallas Osteopathic Hospital on June 2, 1970. The baby, Shelley Lynn Thornton, was adopted by a couple in Texas. In 1970, Coffee and Weddington filed Roe versus Wade as a lawsuit in the US District Court for the Northern District of Texas on behalf of Roe or on the behalf of McCoo- McCorvey McCorvey under the legal pseudonym Joe Jane Roe and they also filed Doe versus Wade on behalf of the married couple the defendant for both cases was Dallas County District Attorney Henry Wade who represented the state of texas weddington later stated that this that she saw roe as part of a much larger effort by any attorney those collective interests were interests she presented james h halford was a physician who was in the process of being prosecuted for performing two abortions the court allowed him to join the lawsuit as a physician and intervener on behalf of jane roe one of the cases was assigned to a panel of judges, which included L- Judge Sarah T. Hughes, who thought they would be sympathetic, and the cases were consolidated. In accordance with the the cur- court's rules, two of the judges heard the consolidated case were assigned on the base of their jurisdictional. Jur- Judicial. Judir- oh, <laughs> my God. Okay, district, and the third judge on the panel was a... Circuit Court Judge chosen by pellet, Chief Justice of the United States.
0: And then this is where I'm going to jump in mm-hmm. and finish reading because we've still got a bit to go here because this is not just a simple topic, this is complicated, there's a lot of people involved in this, there's a lot of people that really fought for this, fought against it, and this may actually end up being a part, a two part video, we're not positive yet. So we'll find out here as we go, just kind of depends on how long. Mm. So continuing on with more on the history of this case. The consolidated lawsuit was heard by a three judge panel consisting of district court judges Sarah T Hughes and William McLaughlin Taylor Jr. and appellate judge Irving Loeb Goldberg of the US Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Hughes knew Coffey, who clerked for her from 1968 to 1969. Additionally, the backgrounds of the two other judges also gave Weddington and Coffee hope they would be successful. On June 17, 1970, the three judges unanimously ruled in McCorvey's favor and declared the Texas law unconstitutional, finding that it violated the right to privacy found in the Ninth Amendment. The court relied on Justice Arthur Goldberg's 1965 concurrence in Griswold v. Connecticut. Yet the court also declined to grant an injunction against enforcing the law and ruled against the married couple on the basis that they lacked standing. Since Wade said he would continue to prosecute people for performing abortions, the lack of an injunction meant that McCorvey could not get an abortion. Support for Roe and abortion rights in the 1960s to 1970s In the 1960s, there was an alliance between the population control movement and the abortion rights movement in the United States. Okay, I have to pause you. So, the population control, I love my mother.
1: I I do. I would never harm her or have anyone harm her. I won't even put her in a nursing home when she's old and senile. She. Mm came at me the other day with some famous person, I cannot remember who she said it was, came out and said that they believed in population control and that they are trying to um, basically control the population at this point and they want um, 50% of the population to die off.
0: Mm. You should ask her how she feels about women getting pregnant so their boobs look good on their birthdays.
1: She's one of those people, like, I'm against it, but I don't think people should use it as birth control.
0: Yeah, because that's what everybody does with it. Yeah, so I... Fuck it, you know what? Every time you get pregnant, they should provide home abortion kits and just suck a tube up your... Your hoo ha and then yeah. you can just suck it Kinda like out. Kinda like the, the turkey basters. Yeah. You just stick it in. This will be a reverse one. Be like you know you text me, I'd be like, Oh, hang on, I'm doing a home abortion and it'll be like five minutes. <laughs> I'll call you back. Give me a sec, it's all
1: right. <laughs> yeah, I just had to when you said population control, it made me think of her.
0: <laughs> so I just had to Abortion act. parties, you and your besties.
1: Be like, well, who's next? <laughs> kind of like the ones where they, on TikTok, when they take the videos of the, they take, they pee on pregnancy tests, and then they see if any of them are pregnant, and one girl and her mom did it, and her mom ended up being pregnant. Oh, I
0: didn't see that. I, I haven't, haven't seen those. Her mom, yeah, her mom was the one that was pregnant. Oh, my goodness yeah I'm I'm sorry to laugh but it just that's the mindset that so many people have and it just cracks me up because it's it's
1: fear-mongering is what they're doing my thing is is
0: the people that watch like the YouTube
1: videos and then they go off of those and it's like That's not actual news. That's just opinions from
0: people. Exactly. Like so, what we're what we're reading to you guys is, you know, we've researched it, we've looked into it. Don't automatically assume that because you heard it from us, we know what we're talking about. Oh yeah. You need to be researching stuff on your own. Do not just take somebody's word for it. Mm -hmm. You need to sit down, do the research yourself, and use a your brain to get you know, gather from it, okay, you know, this is probably accurate. Okay, this is probably false. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to do when you take the time to look at shit yourself. Yeah. Just just saying.
1: Yeah, so. I think everybody should research their own stuff. If they you have an idea should. of something you should look it up and get your own opinion on it and not somebody else's opinion.
0: Never just assume that what you're being told is correct. Mm-hmm. So, abortion rights were especially supported by younger women within the population control movement. The cooperation was mostly due to feminists who wanted some of the popularity already enjoyed by the population control movement. In addition, population control advocates thought that legalizing abortion would help solve the coming population crisis that demogra- dem- demographers had projected. In 1973, Hugh Moore's Population Crisis Committee and John D. Rockefeller III's Population Council both publicly supported abortion rights following Roe. I'm sorry, but Rockefeller made me think of...
1: So she also tried to tell me that I think it was Rockefellers who she was talking about because they own like a quarter or half of Disney Mm -hmm. and they were the ones that went on record to say it that they don't um i can't remember all of it but i just i the whole time i was just
0: like "Ooh, disney this evil corporation Ooh. yeah they want everyone to think that
1: they're gay that was another thing what that was another thing that she brought to my attention why
0: i, I don't I'm, know i might have to sit down and have a conversation with her one day you're <laughs> like hmm, come on tell me more yeah please
1: i just smile and nod <laughs> sorry
0: no, you are fine. Previously, public support for abortion rights within the population control movement instead came from less established organizations such as the Zero Population Growth. An exception was Planned Parenthood World Population, which supported repeating, repealing all laws against abortion in 1969. Together, population control and abortion rights advocates voiced the benefits of legalized abortion such as smaller welfare costs, fewer illegitimate births, and slower population growth. At the same time, the use of these arguments put them at odds with civil rights movements leaders and black power activists who were concerned that abortion would be used to eliminate non-whites. I, I laugh because it's, it just, the fact that that's a fear, mm-hmm. just, what is wrong with, well, a lot of people when they
1: think about um, poverty, they think about people of color, and that, that's not it, people who, whom are white too, go through poverty too, it, it's, it wouldn't have been a population control for people of color, it would have been population control for everyone, well, that's what they wanted.
0: Well, but the here's the thing. the fear of people of color being eliminated in population control yeah. was a real thing. Oh, yeah, because there were so many different instances where the government went in and tried to keep people of color from produce reproducing because they were stealing their white women. Oh, my God. Yes, like, there is so much involved in all of this that it is just and, and that's it's not that i find it funny like i i feel bad that i i laughed there but it's not because i find it funny no, it's, it's because kind of it's like so, a, so huh. fucking sad yeah like it's just I, I i hate people i do too and i, I just, hate i hate that people.
1: people feared that you know it's not a way of life or a way to live to have to fear
0: because yeah if you look at different parts of history there were multiple times that that happened where they would force birth control on lower income people of color because they were stealing white women because they were seen as not people they were seen as animals as pieces of property as possessions and god forbid that you know somebody who isn't white you know starts expanding their family you know like yeah I just it's it's just it's really sad like it's very sad it's the world we live in is just it's fucking sad and it has been for a long time. I agree. So H. Rat Brown denounced abortion as black genocide and Dick Gregory said that his answer to genocide quite simply was eight black kids and another one on the way. Soon after Roe, the population control movement suffered setbacks, which caused the movement to lose political support and instead appear divisive. On June 27, 1973, a lawsuit was filed concerning the Ralph sister. Fourteen-year-old Minnie Lee and her twelve-year-old sister Alice Lee, a worker at a federally funded family planning clinic, lied to their illiterate mother Saying they would get birth control shots instead, the Ralph sisters were sterilized without their knowledge or consent, and you see that was a fear that, that they dealt with. You can't. That's
1: that's like you know you can't go in there, it, How do I want to word this? You're supposed to be able to trust your doctor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, and now I don't think we can. No,
0: it's it's awful <sighs> you know that right there is a prime example of what i was talking about yep. about you know that that's that's a fear that that's that they people have had to deal with what right. you know what the fuck that's so sad
1: that is so fucking
0: sad it's like okay men imagine going in for a prostate exam which i know men don't really want to talk about this they don't really you know enjoy the idea of having a finger stuck up their butts for whatever reason but you know us women have to go through a whole bunch of shit anyway you go in for a finger up your butt to make sure that your little prostate is functioning and you come out missing your balls. I mean yeah that would be a good comparison really. I mean like can you imagine how you would feel imagine what that would do to you During the next 15 months, 18 additional women came forward about their forced sterilizations, all belonging to minority races. Concerns rose that abortions would also become compulsory. During the 1974 World Population Conference in Bucharest, Romania. Bucharest, excuse me, Romania. Most developing nations argued that the developed nations' focus on population growth was an attempt to avoid solving the deeper causes of underdevelopment, such as the unequal structures of international relations. Instead, they wanted more favorable terms under the new international economic order. A draft plan with fertility targets was strongly opposed by the developing countries, which surprised the delegations from the United States, Canada, and Great Britain. The final plan omitted fertility targets and instead stated a population policy may have a certain success if it it constitutes an integral part of socioeconomic development. As members questioned the political benefits of population control rhetoric, the abortion rights movement distanced itself from the population control movement. In October 1973, Robin Elliott, circulated a memo to other Planned Parenthood members concerning opposition to Planned Parenthood's credibility in its reference to the population problem. Instead, she thought that they should use Roe-inspired rhetoric about the reaffirmation of commitment to freedom of choice and parenthood. By 1978, a NARAL narrow handbook denounced population control. So, in the 21st century, in 2021, Women's March, where many speakers bemoaned a looming threat to Roe. Into the 21st century, advocates of Roe describe it as vital to the preservation of women's rights, personal freedom, bodily integrity, and privacy. Advocates have also reasoned that access to safe abortion and reproductive freedom generally are fundamental rights. Supporters of Roe, contend that even if abortion rights are also supported by another portion of the constitution the decision in 1973 accurately founds the right in the 14th amendment others support Roe despite concern that the fundamental right to abortion is found elsewhere in the constitutional and the constitution but not in the portions referenced in the 1973 decision they also tend to believe that the power balance between men and women is unequal And that issues like access to birth control and political representation affect women's equality. And it does because Mm -hmm. of the fact that men should not be making these decisions at all. No, it's it's a woman's body. They have absolutely
1: no idea or no clue how pregnancy affects you.
0: Here's my question for you. For those of you that are against government or who are for the government telling women that they can't do what they want with their bodies that they can't have abortions that they don't have the right to contraceptives okay this is an argument that's going around and I want you guys to think about it because it's actually a very viable argument do you think that men should be forced to have vasectomies before they are married if you just said no because you don't want the government telling you what you can and can't do with your body there's your answer right there Mm -hmm. If you don't want it done to you why are you pushing it on someone else exactly and you're going to say right now well it's because of religion well your religion doesn't affect everyone free religious freedom is the right for you to say I cannot participate in this because it's my against my religion. Mm-hmm. Religious oppression is where you think you have the right to say they cannot participate in this because it's not part of my religion. Mm-hmm. Would you want someone coming into your home unannounced and telling you that you can't do something in your own home because they don't do it in their home and they're against it? Absolutely not. Yeah. You probably are in a state where well a good chunk of states um believe that if someone comes onto your property you have the right to shoot them so you know that's probably what your reaction would want to be you know because here someone's barged into your house well i just
1: seen a a tweet the other day that was basically like this is a good argument in the stand your ground states that Mm -hmm. are all against abortion they've banned it completely like I said, it's a stand your ground state. So if someone t- attempts to rape you, then yeah. you can legally shoot them. Well, it was you were trying to protect yourself.
0: Exactly. So opinion polls in late 2021 indicated that while a majority of Americans oppose overturning Roe, a sizable minority overturning Roe, but all. A sizable minority opposed overturning Roe but also desired to make abortion illegal in ways that Roe would not permit. This was attributed to poll respondents misunderstanding Roe vs Wade or misinterpreting of the poll question. 2018 to 2019 polls showed that while most Americans generally supports abortion in the first trimester at 60%, this drops to 20% for the second trimester even though Roe protects the right to abortion until the last weeks of the second trimester. And at the same time 69 percent said they would not like to see Roe overturned, compared to 29 percent who said they would like to see Roe overturned. Another poll Another poll showed that 43% of those who said abortion should be illegal in most or all cases opposed overturning Roe while 26% of those who said abortion should be legal in most or all cases supported overturning Roe. Polls also found that men and women have similar views on abortion which are linked to how people think about motherhood, sex, and women's social roles. Supporters of Roe and abortion rights tend to see women's ability to make decisions about their bodies as fundamental to gender equality. They should. Mm-hmm. Most polls in the late 2010s and early 20s showed an overwhelming support at between 85 and 90% among Americans that abortion should be legal at least some circumstances, which varies or drops depending on the specifics. A January 2022 CNN poll found a 59% majority of Americans want their state to have laws that are more permissive than restrictive on abortion if Roe is overturned. 20% want their state to ban abortion entirely and another 20% want it to be restricted but not banned. In two March 2022 polls Between 61 and 64% of Americans said abortion should be legal in most or all cases, while between 35 and 37% said abortion should be illegal in most or all cases. A May 2022 Gallup poll showed that 50% of Americans thought abortion should be legal under certain circumstances, with 35% saying it should be legal under any circumstances, and 15% saying it should be illegal in all circumstances, as well as a record number of Americans who identify as pro-choice. Before Roe was overturned in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, a majority of Americans thought that Roe was safe and would not be overturned. Since the draft's leaks showed Roe to be overturned in Dobbs, as it happened in june abortion became a concern and a very important issue for democrats who previously lagged behind republicans on this some americans in particular liberals but also a few conservatives may have become more aware of the popular support for roe which they understated in june 2022 gallup reported that a 61 percent 61% 61% majority of Americans say abortion should be legal in all or most cases, while 37% say abortion should be illegal in all or, most, all or most cases. It also recorded the highest partisan divide since 1995 when a partisan divide first began. As in the mid-1970s and throughout the 1980s, both Democrats and Republicans were closer on the issue. That same month, the congregation Vidor filed a lawsuit against a new law in Florida that would outlaw abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy, including in cases of rape or incest. Unlike other legal challenges to abortion restrictions in the United States that generally rely on the right to privacy established by Roe, the synagogue argued that Florida's abortion law violates religious freedom as Jewish law says that life begins at birth, not at conception. It it literally says that in the Bible. Yes, it does. Opposition to Roe, but support for abortion rights. Some supporters of abortion rights oppose Roe v. Wade on the grounds that it laid a foundation for abortion in civil rights rather than in human rights, which which are broader and would require government entities to take active measures to ensure every woman has access to abortion. This particular position is indicated by the use of rhetoric concerning reproductive justice, which replaces earlier rhetoric centered around choice such as the pro-choice label. Reproductive justice proponents contend that factors permitting choice are unequal thus perpetuating oppression and serving to divide women. Reproductive justice advocates instead want abortion to be considered an affirmative right that the government would be obligated to guarantee equal access to, even if the women seeking abortions are non-white, poor, or live outside major metropolitan areas. With a broader interpretation of the right to an abortion, it would be possible to require all new obstetricians to be in favor of abortion rights lest, as professionals, they employ conscience clauses and refuse to perform abortions. In the 1989 decision of Webster v. Reproductive Health Services, the Supreme Court ruled against an affirmative right to non-therapeutic abortions and noted that states would not be required to pay for them. Some in academia academia. Some in academia have equated the denial of abortion rights to compulsory motherhood and reason that because of this abortion bans violate the 13th amendment. When women are compelled to carry and and bear children, they are subjected to involuntary servitude in violation of the 13th amendment even if the woman has stipulated to have consented to the risk of pregnancy that does not permit the state to force her to remain pregnant. In 1993, a district court rejected an attempt to justify abortion rights apart from Roe and instead upon the basis that pregnancy and child rearing constituted involuntary servitude. March for Life in 2020 Every year on the anniversary of the decision, opponents of abortion march up Constitution Avenue to Supreme Court building on Washington DC. In the March of Life, around 250,000 people attended the march until 2010. Estimates estimates put the 2011 and 2012 attendances at 400,000 each, and the 2013 March for Life drew an estimated six hundred and fifty thousand people Jesus, that's insane
1: that is wild that's
0: insane opponents (coughs) excuse me opponents of roe say that the decisions lack a valid constitutional foundation like the dissenters in roe they maintain that the constitution is silent on the issue and that proper solutions to the question would best be found via state legislatures and the legislative process rather than through an all-encompassing ruling from the Supreme Court. Another argument against the Roe decision, as articulated by former President Ronald Reagan, is that in the absence of cons- consensus about when meaningful life begins, it is best to avoid the risk of doing harm. In response to Roe versus Wade, most states enacted or attempted to enact laws limiting or regulating abortion such as laws requiring parental consent or parental notification for minors to obtain abortions, spousal mutual consent laws, spousal notification laws, laws requiring abortions to be performed in hospitals not clinics, laws barring state funding for abortions, laws banning intact dilation and extraction, also known as partial birth abortion, Laws requiring waiting periods before abortions and laws mandating that women read certain types of literature and watch a fetal ultrasound before undergoing an abortion. Oh my God! Why? That's that's not. In 1976, Congress passed the Hyde Amendment, barring the federal government from using Medicaid to fund abortions except in cases of rape, incest, or a threat to the life of the mother. The Supreme Court struck down some state restrictions in a long series of cases stretching from the mid-1970s to the late-1980s, but upheld restrictions on funding, including the Hyde Amendment in the case of Harris v. McRae. Some opponents of abortion maintain that personhood begins at fertilization or conception and should therefore be protected by the Constitution. The dissenting justices in Roe instead wrote that decisions about abortion should be left with the people and to the political process the people have devised to govern their affairs. So there's a lot to this,
1: Mm -hmm. like I said. We could have included a lot more too, we mm -hmm. pretty much summarized it down to... um, there's JFRO, then breakdown of the case and things like that. So you had an idea of how it actually became, um, and then what the laws for abortion actually was at one point.
0: Right. So, yeah, so educate yourself. If you checked, if you're still with us, I'm glad that you are. I know that was a long read, and we thank you for mm, hanging yes. in there with us. Um, you know, I'm going to make sure that I add to the description this episode that it is kind of a heavier read Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of the times when stuff is long like that I'll kind of check out halfway through and sometimes I'll need a TLDR too long didn't read Mm -hmm. so if that's the case for you um you know I'll make sure that I add that into the description for this episode because I want you to take the time to find something that summarizes both sides Mm -hmm. and you know what is going on currently because it's so important to be paying attention to this it really is yeah because this is not they're not gonna stop with they're this. not they're gonna keep going if men if if you honestly think that this isn't going to affect you you are completely stupid and you're sleeping on this Mm -hmm. because it is 100 percent going to be affecting you as well Mm -hmm. you know they're going to come they've already made comments about gay rights and gay marriages then they're going to be coming for transgender they're going to be coming for all lgbtq Mm plus and then they're going to come for i guarantee you interracial and it's not going to stop Because if they can get away with one, they're going to think that they can get away with whatever the fuck they want and they're not going to stop until we're back in the 19-fucking-30s. Time limit. Or a limited term. Yes. Oh my gosh. Time limited terms. We have to quit putting old white men in these positions and then letting them stay there forever. And it goes the same for non-men too, like the non-men just because you're a woman doesn't mean you should be allowed to stay there forever either.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think there should be a limit on how long they can hold that position. Absolutely. Just like the president. It should and, not be a lifelong position
0: know, at all.
1: That's,
0: yeah. So, with that being said, Why, Why did you? <laughs> <laughs> Why did she smoke this week?
1: <laughs> this is a heavy one that I had to research. So you know, it kind of upset me in different ways. Yeah. Like, I, I be very honest. Uh, I had thought about abortion when I was pregnant with,
0: with my your youngest. youngest. Yeah. yeah. So you you had thought me. about abortion with your youngest. hmm
1: I did. Um, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't know how how this was gonna pan out. I was doing good to take care of the one that I had. Right. You know, I was terrified of what I'm gonna do when I bring this other child in the world. Kids are expensive, you
0: know. I don't have the money for all that. I know you have to like actually feed them and clothe them and shit, and it's it ain't cheap. No, not at all,
1: not at all. Especially when you're buying sets for several kids. Yeah. You know, so I I, I never had one. I don't know if I could ever have one. But I'm not going to stop somebody from doing something to their body. It's not my business. Their body is their body, not mine. You know, you do what you want to do with your body.
0: When I had my daughter or when I was pregnant with her or right around the time that I had her, there was a story of a family that was getting ready to have a baby. They were pregnant. She was pregnant, excuse me. And she was told that the baby was not going to survive outside of the womb, Mm. that the baby was going to die. And they decided, because of their religious beliefs, that they were going to go ahead and they were given the option to terminate. And they chose not to. And they went ahead and decided to have this baby, even though they knew that this baby would not survive. They, and it really, really upset me because they had, it was a mini documentary Mm. and they had cameras following them and everything. And the woman was picking out a coffin for her baby while she was still pregnant. And she was talking about how instead of getting to have a baby shower, she was buying a coffin Mm. and she ended up having the baby and the baby's heart stopped multiple times before the baby finally died and they were on camera sitting there crying about how if you just want to go home to Jesus it's okay just go home to Jesus just go home to Jesus and this baby was suffering mm-hmm. this was not a pain-free experience exactly. for this baby exactly. and this baby finally died and they were all emotional and I get that and I understand that but I remember being so angry because I don't think as a parent you should be okay with allowing your child to suffer when you can prevent it. Mm-hmm. If I had known that my daughter wouldn't survive outside of the womb I would have terminated pregnancy mm-hmm. because as hard as it would have been for me to do it, there's no way I could allow her to suffer. Yeah. And I feel, I honestly feel that it was selfish for them to do what they did I agree I do yeah I've seen something very similar to that and it's like
1: all you're doing is causing so much suffering for that baby that that's why I don't believe
0: in religion and then at the same time right around the same time there was a woman who was not allowed to get an abortion because she was too far along and the baby's lungs had not developed and the baby would not survive outside of the womb. She wanted to terminate because she wasn't going to let her child suffer and they would not let her get an abortion because she was too far along and so she got to hold her baby after going through labor and kiss her baby goodbye as it literally suffocated. I could only imagine that, that would have, that would have broke me. And these stories are true. They're accurate. Look them up. Um, this isn't just some pro-abortion bullshit that I'm spewing. This is, this, these are cases that actually happened. Just like the people
1: that are going to jail for miscarriages, yep. you know. It's I mean, legit
0: happening. It really is.
1: It is. Look it up, man. Look it up. I've, yeah, I've seen it a few times. So, yeah. It's, yeah. But, um, I don't know. The, other than that, the story being pretty in-depth of the things that I looked up. Um, I don't know if things are okay at home right now. Good. So, and my youngest son is in ABA therapy now, so that's a plus. He goes there Monday through Friday, 8 to 4, so, like, full-time day. Um, but I don't know
0: mental health maybe
1: I didn't have I did I ran out so I didn't really have much to smoke
0: (laughs) this is true yeah I've been somewhat sober myself (laughs) we're uh it's been slim pickings (laughs) yeah slim pickings so yeah so why did you smoke this week well like I said I've been fairly non-altered mind state because it's been slim Pickens. but when i have it's because of stress um, i got it, a car it i got is. my very own car i don't know if i mentioned that but i was very excited um the other day though it is a civic x um it is a 2017 a honda civic um the other day it rained yesterday actually um no friday excuse me Friday it poured down rain where I lived. just poured. And I drove my car a good hour away and uh, it was fine, there were no issues. And then when I went to start my car later, every single light came on. It was a power steering, emissions, brake, break assist, lane assist, uphill assist, I mean you name it, it came on and I literally was so stressed over it, I thought I was going to puke, I had a severe headache, I had to take medicine and go to bed and thankfully it was just the rain and something got wet but that definitely contributed to me smoking this week. So. I, it's a good because reason. when I did we were doing research, editor guy and I when we were doing research on it, it was everything from just it could be a wet sensor to, oh, I had to spend twenty five hundred dollars to get mine fixed. and I'm like, I was lucky to get the down payment together for it. So yeah,
1: yeah, so it's hard to save money right now. Everything's so inflated and, mm-hmm. you know, the kids are going, getting ready to go back to yeah. school. and
0: It's pretty rough right now.
1: So, I totally feel you.
0: Other than that though, just just stress and mental health and my living situation is still a little stressful at the moment, but I should have the place to myself before too long, which I'm very excited about mm-hmm. and I think that'll really help. For both parties involved. Oh, yes. And I'm totally oh, going to celebrate. When I have the place to myself. I am throwing a pitch in. So I'm going to invite you. And your significant other. And editor guy is going to be there. And then um, Bailey. I'm going to be inviting Bailey. And I'm going to be inviting several other people. And we're just going to have a nice little shindig. There so. you go. Yeah. fun. Yeah. That's so really I'm fun. excited. So. But yeah. That's pretty much
1: it. I've never seen the other side of that lake. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Well, well I, we're all sitting back, so oh, I never I see that part of it.
0: We'll have to go for a walk around it sometime. Yeah, that'd be fun. The uh, apartment that we film in, to the right of us here, which would, I guess, be left for you guys since it will be reversed, but. Um, we actually have this like beautiful lake that sits out here, and so that's why people will walk because they'll walk around the lake, and that's why we're always like, "Oh, who's out there today?" I know I saw a couple, <laughs> So, well, I saw hey, a couple snack cakes walking by. A really couple snack cakes. <laughs> <laughs> were they Little Debbie's or Off Brand? Yeah. Oh, I didn't really see them that closely. I just we'll assume oh they were Little Debbie snack. Cakes. No affiliation, by the way. <laughs> they don't sponsor us, we promise. <laughs> I wish. That'd be a good sponsor. Mm hmm. Ooh. Some zebra cakes. Yeah, little and Debbie. Loves you. Love send cakes. us some zebra cakes. <laughs> those are my absolute favorite. Oh, those and tiger rolls? Those are good. The <sighs> strawberry oh, shortcake ones. Oh, my gosh, yes. You know what I love about the zebra cakes, though? What? They remind me of wedding cake yep kinda I can see that yeah that's why they're so it's like having wedding cake like anytime you want it is so freaking good I could see that they're really good right. so yes once again thank you to our editor guy for always taking care of our episodes and doing your awesome edits that we love so much and people get to enjoy yeah and also you know we want to remind you guys that we're available on stitcher anchor and Google Podcast, I do believe. That's Obviously, awesome. we're now on YouTube. I didn't ask for your help. <laughs> <laughs> I said Google, and now our phones are like, yes, you've summoned. It. <laughs> Stop Go away. This is on my watch this time. This is true. Normally, it comes up on your watch, yeah. so. All right, so with that being said, thank you for joining us. Yeah. We hope you have a good rest of your day.
1: Yeah. And we will see you next time.
0: Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.